Are you guys ready for this? Are you ready for Jersey? I'm I'm scared because it is war from episode one. It's a new war. It, it feels new. It feels reinvigorated. It has been ramping up, hardcore ramping up. Teresa has been on her podcast talking. Melissa's been on her podcast talking. I've never really been a Teresa fan. Um, I've also really never been a Melissa fan. So I kind of wasn't picking a side. I was always like, right when Teresa made a point, she would do something that was like, no, my God, never mind. But then I, I really do, after all the information that has come out from Carlos King, who produced the show when it first came on, about that, how Melissa came on the show, which I'm going to get further into it once I start the recap. But the information that has come out has made me understand the Teresa stands, the tree huggers a little more. Teresa's downfall is her complete inability to communicate properly. However, we are seeing Teresa in therapy this season, which is incredible. And she's really trying. And it just feels different. But we also got the Jennifer and Dolores feud, which is, I mean, it's really, it's stupid, in my opinion. It's real dumb. But here's the thing that's going to happen. There's about to be a civil war on every episode I post, on every piece of content I make. I'm ready for it, okay? I know last week, and I'm going to get into a, a big thank you, I know last week I said I was getting trolled left and right, and it was really overwhelming. I am prepared. I am prepared for the constant disagreements in the comment section on both YouTube, on Instagram, on TikTok, whatever. I'm ready. Okay. I know it's coming because that is what Jersey fans have to do. It has been a civil war since season three and it's never stopped. And this season is going to be no different. And I give you full permission to go for it but i'm warning i'm warning those who comment you probably don't care but right you know 50% of the audience thinks one way 50% thinks the other so if you leave a comment be prepared for someone to reply be prepared for a fight because it gets rough out there during jersey so with that being said i want to say the biggest thank you to so many of you guys, because when I talked about in my Miami recap last week about how I was struggling with just bad, bad negative feedback, I am blown away with the amount of people who came through, are still coming through, 
and giving me positive feedback, I am overwhelmed with joy. It has completely turned my mood around. I've got a whole new mantra. Whenever I start to get down, I say, Emily, you're amazing. You're fucking awesome. Everyone likes you. Everyone wants to hang out with you. That's literally what I keep repeating to myself because I was doing the opposite last week. I was saying all all sorts of horrible things to myself and the amount of great DMs, comments, I got a couple emails. Thank you guys. Every single one of them meant the world to me and it has shown me that I do really have support and I was letting the 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 negative stuff really override the positive and to see that I do have that much to see that I have that many of you that are happy with the show and you get something out of the show that's good makes me want to keep doing it. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. I love you. Mean it. And now let's get into the episode. Here at She Speaks Bravo, we believe that Bravo TV is a great form of self-care and therapy. Look at me. I've been using it for over a decade, and I am a complete mess. That's me, by the way. I'm Emily, and I'm your host on this journey. What is this, honey? I love that. If you're not already subscribed, get subscribed and hit that notification bell, because I'm releasing new episodes at least three times a week. You fool. That's my opinion! I talk bravo, I talk true crime, and sometimes I talk a little scripted. So whatever you're here for, I hope you enjoy the show. Well, the, the the trailer, this the 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 one that we got, the, the trailer that we got already, the song. We don't normally get songs with lyrics, but it's so dramatic. <laughs> It's like the destiny will ride. What is it? It's so intense. The trailer is so, so intense. I, okay, in case you missed it, I doubt any of you did because we're all Bravoholics here. But so, in no way am I saying it at this point in the game matters as to why Melissa and Joe came on the show. Like, I know it's not relevant. I get that. For Teresa Stans and for Teresa, the reason it matters is because the narrative they had when they came on the show was that Teresa was wronging them. They were being wronged by Teresa. But when Teresa was on seasons one and two, Melissa went out of her way to message Danielle. And in case you forgot, Danielle and Teresa were mortal enemies. Danielle was mortal enemies with the entire cast. And... Melissa went out of her way to message Danielle and say that Teresa did not even acknowledge the birth of her nephew, which is why Danielle busted that out at the reunion, which is why Teresa got up in Danielle's face and then why Danielle had to walk off the stage and then why she pushed Andy. And Melissa and Joe get on the show claiming, you know, they were just doing it innocently, but they got on the show because they also wanted part of the fame. But their goal, according to a casting tape that no one's technically seen, but I've heard from, I think, one, two, three different sources that worked in production on Jersey in the early years. I heard that the casting tape they submitted 
And Joe and Melissa were in like gangster costumes because they had been at a costume party at one point in the video. And they were playing a little bit, but they were like, yeah, you know, if we get on the show, we'll be taking Teresa down. I think it was like part of their gangster bit that they were doing, but they say that in the video. And again, three different sources have told me that. So they didn't come on the show to get close to their to get close to Teresa like they claimed. They were pissed at Teresa. They got on the show because they were mad at her. She contacted Danielle for crying out loud and said that Teresa and gave her this big bomb to drop. So Teresa didn't have the ability to communicate. So in, instead of Teresa saying, "You guys came on the show." Well, maybe she did, but it just got so convoluted because then Teresa communicates so poorly and Joe was going through his criminaling and they were being not, they weren't being forthright about it, that it was easier. Melissa and Joe are packaged better. And so I was fooled. I was fully Melissa, team Melissa and Joe. Anyway, Melissa and Joe didn't come on the show so innocently, but they were packaged better. And so... Everyone side not the majority of the audience did sided with with them and Teresa did become the enemy and so for the Teresa stands it felt like Teresa was completely misunderstood misrepresented she needed to be supported she needed to be loved and she needed to be and she was she was a takedown so this current season is when Teresa's finally getting to tell more of the accurate truth here's what I gotta say. I did listen to a bunch of Teresa's episodes of her podcast. I did find there to be quite a few very interesting tidbits. So I listened to it so you all don't have to. Here are the ones, here are the parts that I found to be the most interesting. There was a point in time when Nono would complain about not seeing Joe a lot. And I know that some people will say that sometimes parents like scapegoat one kid I personally know that experience because I was the scapegoat kid. But I also know that I've heard throughout the years, like Gia would say, like, we never see them and stuff like that. So Teresa says on our podcast that Joe and Melissa never invited Teresa out. Like when cameras weren't rolling and Joe was away, she was a single mom and she they never invited her to dinner. They never invited her around. And when she asked why, they'd be like, oh, well, we only go out with couples. She was like, so I I can go out to eat sometimes. Like, what the hell? But when cameras were up, it was like, oh, you know, we're always taking care of Teresa. We're always over there. Blah, 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 blah. And it was very performative. That I can see a little bit. I do. I can see that. Uh, because there was a scene when they went, it was Marge's first season. They went to Nashville. They went somewhere to stay with her friend. And Jennifer was an asshole about the house. And Melissa tells Teresa that her mom is taking out her dad. And Teresa just kind of gives a weird look like, you're doing this. She's. It was inauthentic. I could tell Teresa was like, you're doing this for the cameras. Like, she didn't like it. And I got that vibe too. I'm, I'm reopening wounds I shouldn't. But I understood Teresa's point. However, then what will happen is Teresa will then explode and say something she shouldn't and retaliate in a way that's way too explosive that hurts the other person way more than they hurt her. And then I'm like, never mind. You went too far. And it's hard for me then to stay kind of on her side. 
Okay, there's something else that I want to get into. Oh, yeah. The only other thing that was kind of relevant was that she says um, that it was really hurtful the way Joe's been handling it since since the show stopped. Because, like, at BravoCon, Joe was wasted at that panel. My God. Like, he answered unnecessarily mean. Like, they, the, what the questions were shady, obviously. The question was, like, what's going to last longer? Your um, stand-up career or Teresa's marriage? And obviously, Joe was like, my stand-up career and was being really shady. So she's she talks about that too. And the way they were like, this is the real family. We're the real family. We don't need to go to the wedding. Just, you know, I don't think she was doing any of that. So so okay. My point is, I have gathered intel here and there along the way. It's hard to extract this information from Teresa because the source is so cloudy and so like, okay, I'm trying I'm getting there. I think I'm following. But then she goes and does some things. You're like, never mind. But so I've been able to extract some things. And in this opening episode, this premiere, I was able to extract some things. Uh, And I'm going to do my best to try and get to my point. But as I said, with Jersey, it's it's going to be a war. I know that I'm going to make points that are going to piss you off. So just be prepared. I'm going to try my best to make you see where I'm coming from. But it's, you know, this is what happens if, like, Teresa infuriates people. And I understand. I get it. Believe me, she makes me so mad, too. I was watching the reunion right before the new episode came on. And I was like, God, just take it down. However... I also understand the frustration because the behind the scenes stuff is real. There's a lot of manipulation that goes on from the Gorgas. So, um, and I do, for the record, this is how much preface this needs. This fucking show needs this much uh, disclaimer because I just know how black and white people look at this. I like Jennifer Aiden. I've said this before. I do. Didn't like her at first. She's I I loved her last season. I am very confused about her feud with Dolores. I understand that just simply liking Margaret is feels like a betrayal, but I thought Dolores had her back last season. There are multiple occasions where she was Dolores was the only one in a scene with Margaret, Melissa, and Jackie, and she still said you guys were wrong. Sorry, no. Like when fucking Melissa got up in Jennifer's face and they were like, but then Jennifer grabbed her arm and Dolores was like, sorry, but no, Melissa, you were wrong for getting out of your seat like that. You ch- you come charging at someone like that. And they all were yelling at Dolores and she was still willing to be like, no, sorry, you guys were wrong. She did have Jennifer's back. She also was there with Jennifer talking her through the bill thing and like what it was like for that to come out, what it was like to go through it at the time. And I think that Jennifer just felt attacked at that reunion. Andy hates Jennifer Aiden. I had MJ and Tommy on the show and MJ even said, MJ referenced, it wasn't like intentional. We were just talking about, I said that it's clear Andy likes MJ because she's so open and and then MJ's like, yes. And Andy, what Andy doesn't like, like is holier than thou, like above it all, like Jennifer Aiden. That was her re- like example of that. So 
Andy at the reunion, rewatching it, he really doesn't like Jennifer, clearly. So he did not need her to get a point out. He didn't care to help her at all. I felt bad for her for that. So she was on the defense, but this is feeling really childish, and Dolores is a good friend. In my opinion, feel free to defend Jennifer to the end. The thing about defending people like Jennifer and Teresa is when you defend them, you defend them no matter what. Like when you defend those two, I noticed that kind of, that fandom, you defend them no matter what. You see, there's no nuance. It's black and white. So I'm expecting a ton of backlash. I'm going to be, I'm going to be ignoring all comments that have anything negative to say. Like, you're wrong. I'm ignoring. I'm not even replying. I'm not even reading them because no one's right, guys, except, except that. No one is correct when it comes to Jersey, except me. I'm right. Okay. Cause this is my fucking platform. God damn it. Okay. But yeah, none of us are right at the end of the day. I do have my opinion on Joe and Melissa because I just we, – we've seen – there's so much behind-the-scenes shit that's come out. And these text messages, I don't know if you guys have heard, but I'll be reading some texts and some proof. Ugh. This is going to be a long fucking recap because I'm just <laughs> – there's so many disclaimers that need to come around it. Remember when I said I was going to start the recap? <laughs> okay. How many minutes in am I? Sorry. Dolores's new man, Polly. Look, do I find him attractive? No. That's not up to me. I've seen some people making fun of him. I've seen some people saying she should be with a hotter guy. I think that's some real limited thinking. And I think that's some bullshit. She's so happy. She's never been so happy. Guys, that's fucked up. She's affectionate. She's never been this gushy. She even goes, I fucking hate it. She's never felt like this before and we're making fun of him? That's bullshit. Take that down. Whoever posted that, whoever, if you're listening, take it down, delete it. Bullshit. Melissa and Joe are talking about like the 80s roller skating party and maybe I'm forgetting something, but she goes, everyone who knows me knows that 80s are my vibe. Has she done an 80s party before? I'm vaguely recalling something. Did she? Maybe she did. But I'm like, I don't, I have never associated 80s and Melissa. But okay. Frank now lives with David because Paul was like, no, okay, I'm not doing that. Which, thank God, okay, Frank has no boundaries. Frank thinks that he can still control Dolores and have a girlfriend and all that shit. No, dude. Bye-bye. Jennifer's got a broken toe. (laughs) She's so clumsy. This woman, remember when she tripped running at the softball game and she fell like on her face after getting the nose job? God. So she's got the bad luck. She's got Margaret coming after her. The car was stolen. So her mom did one of those Turkish rituals that did not work because then at Teresa's 50th birthday party, she tripped on her chiffon pants and broke her toe. Did did anyone else really relate to that? I I did. Because as a short girl, when you have pants are just a little longer than your – like 
that don't cut off before your feet, you know, that like graze the ground, they make you look taller. So I understood being like, no, no, I don't want to get them hemmed. But then they take you down. I've been there. So what the fuck? She thinks Dolores is doing it? I was shocked at this level of hatred. Dolores? Because Dolores said that she understood what pushed Marge to do what she did at the reunion. Okay. Now, look, I don't like Marge. That I'm going to be – I'm serious about this one. I, there's no nuance for me. Marge is a snake. She's a snake. Okay? For real. If you're if you're fooled by her, I apologize for you. Honestly, you guys, Marge is not a good person. She is a straight liar. It's it's insane to watch how she lies. Oh my god. It's weird. So, yeah, no. Mm-mm. She's a bad person. But anyway, I think Dolores genuinely doesn't know that Marge is doing all this shit. I think Marge is a good – so Marge is known for – she hits up Bravo accounts and gets stuff leaked. She utilizes people to get stuff leaked. And then she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. So she's she does covert operations and then acts like she has no idea. I would never. I didn't. But she totally does. Dolores doesn't do any of that. Dolores is the one that's like, you know – cooking for Frank and Frankie and her daughter and truly I don't think is aware of it. I truly don't. Maybe I'm living in denial and I hate that. However, Jennifer always said some nasty shit about how Marge cheated on her husband. But to be honest, it was usually in retaliation to some nasty shit that Marge said to Jennifer. But what pisses me off about Marge is that Marge will say some nasty shit. Jennifer retaliates. And then Marge is like, did you hear what she just said? Did you hear what you just said? Did you hear it? They never, Melissa does the same thing. They never acknowledge it. This is what was driving me crazy at the reunion too, is that Jennifer, poor Jennifer, she showed up with like printouts like, here's what I post on social media. Then Melissa goes and posts this. I see this. So I'm like, uh, excuse me, no, not cool. So then I write this, this, and this. And this is why I said bitch boy or crook or whatever she said. And Andy was such a dick. He's like, that's why. I was like, yes, that's why. Okay, asshole. That's why. It was, it was retaliation. When you retaliate to the person who started it and they're like, I can't believe it. That's crazy to me. But you did it. (laughs) So Dolores was fine. She was playing both sides of the fence because she could see that the way Jen talks, if you want to play a compilation of Jen's crazy comebacks, they're wild and they're vicious so are Marge's. They're equal. This is the problem with Jersey, right? When one person says something, the other person does too. They're they're vicious. And so Dolores was pulling that. And this was it for Jennifer. That was it. That was it. That's all she had to hear after all the times Dolores was sticking up for her. But Dolores is like, she's bad-mouthing me to people. She talks shit about me on social media. Done. Done. 
She's like, I've had her back more than anyone else did. So Jersey. So good. But okay, this is where I'm confused. The minute I took, this is Jennifer. The minute I told her my feelings were hurt, she called me a C-U-N-T and picked her best friend. See, this is where I'm getting exhausted with this. You guys were fighting, like screaming at each other. You're at a reunion. And Jennifer, you weren't, you didn't go, look, that hurt my feelings. You were screaming. So give it like one shot. You haven't seen each other since the reunion. Give her a phone call and be like, so here's what killed me. Here I am at the reunion getting attacked by Margaret and you don't tell, like you don't stand up for me and it hurt my feelings. It made me feel like you thought I deserved it. And give Dolores a chance to talk. But instead you're you're screaming at her. She says that thing. And I actually don't recall you saying that hurt my feelings. You went, oh, good. Now I know. That's what you did. And Dolores was like, is she fucking kidding? Is this how you're going to treat me? One sentence, one little phrase, and that's it. I'm done. I'm dead to you. See, look at me talking all Jersey. (sighs) Jennifer's like, I'm closer with Melissa than Dolores now. Shut up. Jennifer is being very childish right now. This, This is where Jennifer's like kind of sheltered upbringing. I don't know. Past? I don't know. She just feels very, very childish. If you ever feel like you want to get into the supplement game, but you're not really sure where to start, or if you already take supplements, but you feel like you're missing something, I recommend Care Of because Care Of comes with my favorite thing in the world, a quiz. You take a short quiz and it's in-depth about your lifestyle, like how active you are, what you're eating, how much water you take in, what your health goals are, and you get a personalized doctor-backed list of recommended vitamins, supplements, powders, and it is a subscription service, so it's delivered right to your door conveniently every month. Each shipment comes with a custom pamphlet showing you exactly what is in your individual daily packs. These packs are perfect too because you can throw them in your bag for the day or if you're traveling, you can easily pack them with you. And it explains why it was recommended specifically for you and whatever your goals were. My favorite part is Care-of's free app, which allows you to track your progress and how you're feeling. So you can earn rewards like discounts and merch simply by taking your vitamins daily. Isn't that cute? I like that part. When I took the quiz, I had to be honest about how many veggies I take in a day because then what it told me was due to, you know, maybe not the best amount of vegetables, here's a way to supplement the lack of nutrition I might be getting. I was also able to check off that I have joint pain that I would like to address and other various health goals that I have. And I got the list of everything that was recommended and why, what each vitamin would help with, etc. I received my vitamins maybe a little less than a week ago. Love the packaging, love the branding. And like I said, they come in the cute daily packs. Very convenient, takes the guesswork out of it. Just plop them all in your hand, take them at once. And it also is helpful to be able to refer back to the pamphlet that comes with it, which breaks down all of the vitamins and supplements that are in there. For 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter code SHESPEAKS50. One more time, for 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter code SHESPEAKS50. 
Okay, so I tried to cook uh, a recipe I found off Pinterest because I'm like, okay, I got to start cooking at home. I got to save money. I got to eat right. And by the time I would have got all the ingredients and paid for these ingredients that I would never use again, it would have A, cost way more money than had I just ordered delivery, and B, would have taken way too much of my damn time. I would have had to gone to the grocery store, and then I would have had to cook it, and then I would have had to clean up. Excuse me, this is why HelloFresh is the way to go. HelloFresh, you can skip the trip to the grocery store. With HelloFresh, you can select based on your lifestyle or meal preferences. So you can do fit and wholesome or veggie, family friendly, and then skip the grocery store. Skip getting a bunch of ingredients you're never going to use again, because each of these recipes come with pre-portioned ingredients and easy to follow recipe cards. So all you have to do is follow the recipe card with the pre-portioned ingredients. You got a meal. Then you just have to clean up short. You got to do a little cleaning. All right, fine. But at least I didn't have to go to the grocery store. And at least I didn't have to find all the things at the grocery store and pay for all the things. I was so irritated, you guys. Who the hell gets psyllium husk? I'm never going to use that again. And what's really fun about HelloFresh is you can get kind of flavorful meals that you wouldn't normally make like falafel power bowls or southwest pork and bean burritos just things that have ingredients in them that normally you wouldn't have but you get them pre-portioned and then you're done you don't have to worry about them again because i do want to eat beyond what i normally would get when i go to the grocery store for the basics and that's why hello fresh is so perfect variety mix it up keep it interesting because that's my problem and that's why i end up ordering delivery and here's the thing about hello fresh it's way cheaper than delivery i am going broke on delivery. HelloFresh meals are still delivered to your door. You just need to cook them. So best of both worlds, if you ask me. Go to HelloFresh.com slash SheSpeaks65 and use code SheSpeaks65 for 65% off plus free shipping. One more time. Go to HelloFresh.com slash SheSpeaks65. Use code SheSpeaks65 for 65% off plus free shipping. Don't forget, HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. All right, now we have to talk about Melissa being excluded from the wedding. Okay, this is what I'm going to, we're going to get into the texts. So here's what here's her version of events. She's like she says to be the only one ex- out of everyone not included in the wedding is just a huge fuck you. Like I'm your brother's only brother's wife and I'm not in- included in the wedding. And so this goes back to what I said at the beginning of the episode about how Teresa said on her podcast that they don't hang out with her outside of filming. She's not close with them. Like they don't invite her out. This was, and that was years ago when Joe went away. Like, that was forever ago. So that's an established dynamic where they don't hang out. They're not literally friends. It's family, but they don't, they clearly don't like Teresa. She got the message. Cool. So she's not a part of the wedding. Cool. So the version that Melissa shows us in texts is just the one text that Melissa sends. She says, after after the reunion, I sent Teresa this text. And it was like, I'm not mad I wasn't invited to the wedding. I total, I get it. 
we're good, whatever, we're fine. It wasn't anything that she like needed to respond to. It wasn't like a question. It was just like, we're good. Then according to her, she's like, and then, you know, like a month and a half later, two months later, I get this text out of nowhere inviting me to her 50th birthday on an island with her, quote, closest friends. So had I, even if I hadn't seen the texts on, um, uh, I'm sorry, all about the, all about the tea, all about the Real Housewives jersey or whatever it is, um, I'll read them in a second. If I, even if I hadn't seen that, I still would have found this to be an odd version of the story because the text that she showed wasn't a text that needed to be replied to necessarily. And why would it be bad to be invited to a 50th birthday party on an island with her closest friends? Isn't that proving that it's that you're considered one of her closest friends or closest people or whatever? Like, I don't understand how that was considered a bad thing. Like, there were no cameras. It wasn't going to be filmed, by the way. So wouldn't that prove even more so that that you're good? No cameras, invited, and you don't go. I think that says something more about you. But so here's the real thing. So let me not butcher this. Um, let me not butcher this handle. All about the Real Housewives. So all about RH is the handle. She also has a podcast. So these are the texts on. Uh, so that was the text that was sent from Melissa was on March 31st at 1119 p.m. And that was just driving home. That was as they left the reunion on April 17th, which is uh, Sunday the on Easter. Teresa sent this funny picture of guys of these two guys with their bare butts painted as Easter eggs and nothing. Melissa did not reply. Then on April 29th, Melissa sends a text that says, I'm at Joey's school. Can't talk. I can call you back later, which means that clearly Teresa called her. Then Teresa says, what's your address? I spoke to him. I'm getting his birthday gift. There, I don't know. She was probably trying to call somebody. Uh, then she sends... Teresa sends a picture of like, it looks like presents stacked up somewhere and says, thank you. Melissa says, never heard of it. These are all just text messages back and forth. Teresa says, in Short Hills Mall, they have all the sneakers these kids want. May 3rd, Teresa sends some picture of Nespresso. Then May 3rd, Melissa says, hi, we actually have another event that night so we won't be able to make it and then she says okay on may 3rd teresa says after watching the reunion i do feel and know that our families have gone backwards i want us to be a better example for our children starting with myself i love you and i just want things to be better are you free for lunch next week and then may 4th Melissa says, Teresa, I texted you driving home from the reunion and you never answered back until now. It seems a little calculated to me that you actually have to watch the reunion and read comments to make yourself feel like you want to fix the family again for the 100th time. I feel like this text is about you and not really about us, especially when we're just about to go into filming again in two weeks. After all these years, I finally found a way to accept that our relationship except 
the way our relationship is. For our children, I don't want to argue with you. Let's just leave it as is and be what we are. We are family and we should always respect that. No need to go to lunch. You drew the line in the sand with the wedding. You've said multiple times on interviews that we will never be friends. I agree with you. We will always be family and I will always wish you nothing but the best. See you soon. Teresa wrote, I am sorry to not respond to you that night. We had a very, very long day and I was totally exhausted and not feeling so good, especially after surgery. Thank you so much for what you said. It was so heartfelt and genuine, which by the way, Melissa texts, I won't be mad about the wedding. (laughs) So now she's saying she's mad about the wedding. We are family and we can do better, starting with me. I am so sorry about the wedding. I feel terrible that I hurt you from the bottom of my heart. Let's talk about it would mean the world to me. Teresa, all good. I'm fine with it. I told you that. May 13th. Good morning. Next Wednesday, the 18th. Would love to have you and the family over for cake for my birthday. Let me know. Have a great day. She says, hey, okay, let me check with your brother. I'll get back to you. So it wasn't exactly the version that Melissa is showing where like Teresa just never responded and then out of the blue that happened. They had a dialogue and... Melissa was like, I'm not going to be mad. And then she was mad. Um, these, so according to this, according to this account, this is, these are real. Like she's answering, I think these came, I think Teresa sent these to her um, because this account is in very closely with Teresa. I, at this point, don't think that there's any reason to lie. It's not like those are the most damning messages or anything. It just gives a more clear picture, if you will, of the scenario. and. It's also strange that the way Melissa's framing it is that she's mad that Teresa didn't reply to a text message. Like, that's why she's mad when it's like, but she did text you. Like, you guys were texting. So now this is a weird storyline. So I don't know if you guys saw, but Teresa um, went on her podcast (laughs) and said... I gave birth on the show. I went to prison on the show. I got divorced on the show. I got married on the show. I buried my parents on the show. This is what I've done. And her story is I didn't return a text message. We are not the same. Never have, never will. (laughs) Sorry, that's funny. So yeah, so okay. And Joe doesn't even seem sincere. Joe, he's like, I mean, you're still doing this? You know, you're 50 years old. Like, still doing what? Then she invited you. Then she invites you to come over for her cake thing. Like, I'm trying to follow their logic. I do understand being left out of the wedding and that being an insult. I I do get that. Uh, And sticking to it, I do get that. I absolutely do. Um, I have never had a wedding. I don't, you know, I don't know if that's, um, like, you know, do you just sacrifice how how you feel about it and just have someone in the wedding because that's how that would make them feel better? You know, or do you really just have people that you are close with and that you feel bonded with? You know? I would I think the latter, right? It's like Melissa doesn't want to be her friend, but then she gets mad when Teresa says she doesn't want to be her friend. So So speaking of, Teresa and Louie have the party and his family comes over. This doesn't this family seem too good to be true? 
Teresa's like, we all, you know, there, his mom's a therapist. We just lift each other up and his sister loves her. Everything's just perfect. It's like, where, when is the other shoe gonna drop? Because I remember being terrified of Louie. That's my memory of Louie. But now I'm like, is he fine? Is he okay? Because then he does those weird social media posts where he like smizes at the camera and he's like, let me ask you something. Why do you wake up every day? Let me show you why. And then he like pans over to Teresa and like, I don't know, Melania. And he's like, that's why. That's why I do it. And it's just so serious. It just. But then watching him in action, I, f- I don't feel weird watching him this season. Like I'm not picking up on anything. And it, I don't know. So Melissa, but back to Melissa, it's like cutting back and forth between Melissa and Joe. And she's like, she's admitted who we really are. And Joe is completely, u- it feels like he's using this wedding thing as a complete victimization of himself. He's like, that's why I can't even answer the phone. I can't even go to her birthday party. Okay. They did send flowers, which, you know, surprises them. And Louie goes, you know, I'm surprised you didn't call him a bitch boy a long time ago. Whoa. It's like, it's childish. It's selfish. It's weak, immature. His insecurities are screaming. So the war is on. So we're starting off with this fucking war. It's no fucking joke. Melissa, I thought her having Louie would make her happy, but instead she's nastier than ever. How? Because she didn't put you in the wedding? That's it. And then she throws this in there. We've tried for so many years. Okay. I, I, I unfortunately do have to go with this one, guys. On camera. Only on camera. Like, on camera. Like, even the kids, according to Teresa, like, even her kids say that. Even her kids are like, we only see them when we film. They do not come around. Gia has said that to Joe multiple times. I don't see you enough. And he's like, oh, my God. So. All right. Skating party. So something about both Melissa and Marge, the way they carry themselves on camera, they're just such a, they're so aware of the cameras. They spike the camera. So spiking the camera uh, for for film buffs, spiking the camera is uh, when you look at the camera. Actors should not do that if you're in a movie. So they're constantly looking at the camera. Like they'll constantly look right in the lens. I'm like yes, they're there. They're filming you. They're just very. I get inauthentic vibes from them. For Melissa, it feels like she's just she knows she's so hot that she's always like checking out herself. Like mm, that's right, I'm here. Marge just. Reads is very deeply insecure and just uber aware of her image. Frank's girlfriend, Brittany, who's been on and off with, she's 33, he's 58. Okay. Evan's preppy jock look. Hot though, right? But like so douchey. But Marge talks about, um, Marge talks to Melissa about Teresa coming and how she was so nasty to me at the reunion. And even Louie wanted her to stop, which is true. Louie was like, you need to fucking take it down. Because she was. She's being crazy. And then she, Marge's like, she was so rude to Joe. And I forgot that when when, Louis, when all the guys were leaving, Louie, Louie shakes Joe's hand 
And Teresa's like, don't even shake his hand. Don't even shake his hand. And Louis walks over like, you're really fucking up. Don't do this. You got to stop. Okay? Got to fucking stop. Louis shows up not dressed. That's a big fuck you. It's a big fuck you when you do that. When you show up in a white t-shirt like, I don't do that. I kind of liked it because it was a power move. But but Joe, what the fuck? Dude. So he sees that he's not dressed. He's like, you didn't dress up? Teresa's right there. And he doesn't say a word to her. Um, what? That's kind of nuts. Like, that's crazy. So last week, I was going through it. I had an emotional week. And when I get emotional, I like to binge eat, unfortunately. And I wish it was healthy foods, but no, it is not. It's fast food. It's cheese. It's all the things that really hurt my stomach. But it occurred to me that I was actually not doing so bad in the stomach department. And I was like, oh my God, it's because I'm taking the Just Thrive probiotic. And I'm, I also think it's the combo with the other product, Just Calm. I'm telling you guys, if these products can withstand a week of my emotional binge eating, it can withstand anything because that's like putting them through a war zone. Just Thrive Probiotic, the thing that really separates it is this strain is able to arrive in your gut alive. And what it does is it eliminates bad bacteria and replenishes the good and it produces antioxidants right there in the gut. If you have kids and they don't like taking pills, you can also open the capsules and sprinkle it into foods and drinks. So you can, it's good for the whole family. But the next level stress busting mood support is just calm. Now, look, things are going to happen. Life happens. A pill is not going to fix everything. But I was surprised at how well I was able to handle these stresses. I had a healthier response to it. I was a little steadier, a little more serene and balanced. I I had mental clarity. I was still able to focus. I was more alert and I was still able to get some sleep and I had enough energy to continue to work out, which is very important to do when you're having a hard week. And the thing about Just Thrive products is they have more clinical research than just about anyone else in the industry. They're all natural and they have a money back guarantee, a bottom of the bottle guarantee. So you don't have anything to lose here. If you're ready to up your wellness game and beat bloat, digestive issues, stress, and more, you can get 15% off a bottle of Just Thrive Probiotic and a bottle of Just Calm with promo code SHESPEAKS at JustThriveHealth.com. While you're there, check out all their other research-based products because they've got it all. Everything you can imagine for optimal gut health and immune health. There's even something for your fur baby, all with a bottom of the bottle guarantee. So take control of your health this year with Just Thrive. There is no one-size-fits-all solution when it comes to hair care because your hair and your hair goals are unique to you. Like I am dealing with a lot of hair loss and shedding, and I also deal with a very oily scalp. That's just me though. But thanks to my personalized pros routine, I'm excited to be more in love with my hair than ever. Pros makes custom hair care that's effective because it's personal. Using natural ingredients with proven results, Pros customizes every product in your routine from shampoo to supplements. 
So first pros starts by asking about my hair goals. My hair goals are more volume, more shine, more hair growth, and less shedding, also less oily scalp. They do an in-depth consultation where they ask about you as a person, unexpected things too, like what are your eating habits or where do you live or how often do you exercise? Next, pros analyze all those answers and handpick clean ingredients to help me reach my hair goals. So I have got my first order, part one of my order has just come in and I'm so excited. I am going to be using a pre-shampoo scalp mask. I didn't even know that existed, but the ingredients in them sound so natural. I want to drink them. Grapefruit oil for scalp soothing, kombucha tea and prebiotics for scalp health. These are just the pre, pre that's in the pre-shampoo scalp mask. In the shampoo itself for sebum control, so for my oiliness, there's kale, spirulina, and vitamin B6. I didn't even know you could put that in a shampoo. I got a leave-in conditioner. I also have supplements coming. What I'm excited about is I've been kind of cherry picking products that I think would be good for my hair. This feels like a very well round. I feel like I'm in good hands. They've listened to me. They know all my issues. And the reason they ask where you live is they take into consideration things like UV rays, environmental factors, UV rays, water, pollution, humidity, wind, right? Isn't that cool? As a carbon neutral certified B Corp, Pros is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. All their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty free. They're also the first custom beauty brand to go carbon neutral. If you're not 100% positive, Pros is the best hair care you've had. They will take the products back, no questions asked. Pros is the key to achieving all your hair goals this year. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash she speaks. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash she speaks for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. We got new girl Jen Fessler, who as uh, Eliza at Face Reality 16 pointed out, she could be a carbon copy for what's her face? Um, oh my god, Cindy from Roni, the one hit wonder. She had such Cindy vibes. Uh, Marge, she's skating. She goes, I'm literally having the time of my life. And then she falls and hurts her wrist. And as she goes to get ice, Teresa skates by and she's like, Hi, hi. She didn't like how she acted. So this is where the beginning of me going, okay, wait, maybe Teresa is different. Maybe she is like evolving. Because, you know, people say that. How many times have we heard a housewife say, or Bravo Leb here, like anyone say that. It's like the thing they say all the time. But no, this one, they, they fucking, she might be changing. She's like, I always had a problem forgiving people. So Louie's like, all right, well, we can do something about it. So she's seeing a therapist because her dad was super reactive. And like, it's so funny because we know Nono is this like sweetheart. But can you imagine Oof, those eyes like getting all mad? So she's she's going with therapists to figure out how to be less reactive and to forgive. We get the quickest shot of Tracy and Tiki. The quickest shot of Tracy and Tiki. They're like, there you go. Bye. Danielle, new girl, and Nate. And listen to this connection. Danielle's stepmom was married to Caroline Manzo's brother. 
crazy. And and when they can bust out a photo from that far back in the day, that's when you know real connection, real fucking connection. Danielle is Teresa's friend and very they've you know they've got fun similar energies i liked her she was a lot to handle um i may hate her in another episode but she was fun i thought as much as she was pushing and a little like over the top kind of performy it was working for me uh she's she's a little staten island mixed with a little jersey i thought she was fun but this is where we get like jennifer and dolores they're not talking Dolores walks up and says hi to everyone. She's like, Jackie, Melissa, and doesn't say hi to Jennifer. So Jennifer walks away, but then Dolores is like, oh my God, she's acting like a child. She just walked away. I'm like, okay, but you also didn't say anything to her and also made it clear you weren't talking to her. Like you walked up and didn't say hi. It's not like you walked and were like, can we talk? You walked up and were like, everyone but Jennifer. Everybody but Jennifer. <laughs> hmm, hi. Not you. So what the hell do you want? We meet Rachel. The I like the new girls. They have good energy. We meet Rachel, who is younger, and she her husband's John. Their her connection is Melissa, because their sons are close. We get a moment with Frank, Dolores, and Joe Gorga. And Frank is you know, Frank's like, oh, would Polly have been here if he wasn't sick? Because Polly had COVID. And Dolores is like, yes, absolutely. And Joe's like, I want to meet him. And Frank goes, you better be loyal to me. Dolores is like, don't even start with that, okay? And it's this dumb thing where Frank's like, because the because Dolores' new man doesn't want me to be living in her house and involved in her everyday activities, what an asshole. Boundaries, dick. Seriously, I am not like Frank Senior. You know, love him as a TV character, but when you hear the shit he did to, to, did to Dolores, no, he needs to know his place and he needs to hope for her happiness. He should be happy to get out of the way. He really should. He should be happy to step out of the way until they can fall in love, they can do their thing, they can, you know, get to know each other. Then me as opposed to being like you got to come through me buddy why no totally team what's this Polly? totally team Polly on this one he's like you need to break ties and learn to love without this guy it is so fucking weird that frank and david are so close so mm -mm. but then frank asks if joe's gonna talk to Teresa. This was an interesting moment because Joe's like, she made it very clear where we stand as a family. And then he looks at Dolores and it's like, you've seen it. And she's just like, she nods. She's like, I've seen a lot. And maybe it's just a different dynamic. Which really leads me to think, because when Dolores was on Watch What Happens Live, she said that it was time for them to, to move on. I think she's like, I've seen Every phase of this dynamic and this relationship, it's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. I no hope. And for, oh, some ask Frank. She's like, maybe she's a different dynamic. And Frank goes, like us. I love Dolores goes, tell him to cut it out, Joe. Teresa and Jennifer are talking to new Jennifer. 
about her because Teresa keeps introducing everyone to Jennifer like this is my fun friend this is my really fun friend and they're talking about her birthday and I only hang out with fun people fun people are there and new Jennifer picks up like okay get it like you're talking shit about Margaret but she's like look Margaret is my friend so don't try that okay you guys should sit down and talk and what's crazy is Teresa's like good point she's right over there and she skates over to Margaret Right there. And she's like, Marge, I was going to talk to you. I want to invite you over to my house. And Marge is like, to what? Bury me in your backyard? She's like, no, so we can talk. We'll have cheese and crackers. Okay? You look great. And then skates off. Different energy completely. Like completely all around different energy. Fun little fact, Dolores also knows new girl Rachel because she was she trained to be in like those fitness competitions with Frank's girlfriend and Frank was their trainer. Teresa's energy is so light. She's talking to the new girl Rachel about how Rachel's Jewish and Italian and she's like, oh, you know, like, uh, you know, whatever. It just the, the energy on Teresa is extremely light and I you can't deny it. It doesn't feel fake either. Delor at one point Dolores comes over and Jennifer is there, but and Jennifer goes to walk away, but um Dolores like stops her. She's like, Don't walk away because I need to invite your husband to something. And she tells him about the sexy calendar shoot. They're gonna instead of doing the softball game, they're gonna do the sexy calendar with all the husbands. And Jennifer's like, Okay, is that all you wanted to say to me? And D- Dolores just goes, Mm-hmm. And she's like, Okay. She's like, Bye. Yikes. Okay. All right. Next day we get Danielle's like intro with her getting the kids ready. And I like her. She seems fun. She seems really Jersey and over the top and kind of like old school with the with the vibes. You know, she's like doing her daughter's hair and her want the big the big ponytail. And then she's like, and then my husband, he's walking around like an Adonis. They seem really in love. You know, who knows? Maybe that's just an act. Her daughter starts sticking up her middle finger. Uh, But they met in a club and they fell in love. They do seem in love. They really do. And he said he would make all her dreams come true. And he has. Anyway, now we're going to go to Marge going over to Teresa's. But let's not look at Marge really legit fucked up her wrist. And dude, I don't know why people do roller skating. Honestly, if you are if you are clumsy, don't just it's my friend, my friend has gotten my one of my besties has gotten so fucked up roller skating every time she goes. I'm like, when will you stop? When will you stop? What's great is uh, Teresa wants an apology because, as Louis said, you know, you felt violated and Marge expects an apology. But, but what's annoying to me is that Marge is like, I don't know if Teresa's capable of an apology. I'm like, well, are you? Actually, Marge can. She can apologize. I take that back. That was unfair. I take that back. See, I'm fair. All right. So they get they get they get to the. No, I'm sorry. This is not. This is before Marge even gets there. I was obsessed with this. Louis does like a scenario rundown because Teresa's like, you know, my dad used to react in a scary way, and I don't want to be like that anymore. And Louis goes, "All right, all right. Let's say she comes in hot. What are you going to do?" And Teresa goes, I'm sorry you feel that way. That's an apology. I hate that apology. But he's like, yes, perfect. 
And he goes, but he does remind her. He's like, you do want to take some ownership for what you did. I'm like, okay, Louie, okay. All right. Yes, she does. So Marge comes over. They walk the food out there. And they see the dogs. And Teresa's like, right, I'm living with all these dogs. And, and I'm like, how are we going to do that? You know, but we make it work. And Louie goes, yeah, I'm like, oh, no. How am I going to live with all with five women, and five girls? And then Marge jokes, five bitches. Okay. Well, I, all right. You know, that was. Then Teresa starts and she goes, do you think you know the real Teresa? <laughs> so, okay. Marge is framing it like she was concerned. And Teresa says she just wanted it to stop. <clears throat> but Marge is like, I wish you had just said it was hurting you. Teresa's like, I did. But Marge makes a point. She goes, no, you more went crazy on me. Rather than saying this is hurting me, which is just fair. This is Teresa's problem. She doesn't communicate. She reacts and screams. So to, to like weed through that and hear what's underneath it is next to impossible. So Louis, like they're going back and forth and, and Teresa's talking over Marge and Louis steps in. He's like, hey, Teresa, 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 you're cutting her off. You're cutting her off. And she then cuts Louis off as he's trying to explain it. And then he goes, you're, see, you just cut me off. And she's like, okay, okay, all right. And then stops. So, um, okay, I mean, it's kind of looking like it's going pretty well. And Teresa's like, I'm working on myself. I'm doing a lot of therapy. I'm working on forgiving. I'm working on not being so reactive. And this is why we're here, basically. And so then Marge is like, great. So then what's going on with Melissa and Joe? And Teresa brings up Melissa reading the fucking text. Now, guys, that was fucked up. It's like, when okay, let's give a scenario. If you're out somewhere and, like, you text your friend, like, dude, this is, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like, if you're getting ganged up on, let's say, and you're like, I need this to stop. This is really hurting my feelings. Imagine that person read it aloud. Imagine like when you left the room because you were sad, they were like, okay, she just said this is really hurting my feelings. No, that's not what you do. That's that's not cool. And Louie goes, yeah, it just shows that Melissa is insecure. <laughs> oh, no. And Teresa's like, that was a test. To see, you know, show me love. That's what I'm trying to do. Show me love. Uh, Teresa's like, I, but Teresa brings up the co- the connection that Marge and her had when they first met over, you know, her mom passing away. And that was this whole sweet tribute that they did, which was pretty calculated, if you ask me. But Marge isn't believing it. She's like, are you really still, are you really still not her? Are you, are you sure? Is this just for Louie? Are you just doing this for Louie? And Teresa's like, no, I'm being honest. I'm being raw as a, what do you, what do you call it? Raw as a cucumber? (laughs) No one laughs. They're just like, all right, sure. That could work. You know, why not? She's like, and I am really sorry. And I would love for you to come to my wedding. So look, you know, like, fuck. Okay. We're good. Can't be mad. All right. The calendar shoot. It's great. You know, it's fun. It's silly. I will not be body shaming any of them. 
they look like bodies are supposed to look. No one looked better or well, some some turned me on more than the more than the others, like Evan. Evan, he could do things to me any day. But when Evan was Evan's posing, Jackie's like, we did it this morning. We're done for the week. <laughs> so it's just such a like a wife thing to say. I didn't expect Louis to be a yoga pose, but you know what? Namaste. Namaste. Teresa loves yoga. Hello. Perfection. Oh my God. But then okay, so while that's happening, Marge tells Melissa and Joe about the Teresa meetup. So Marge's version is that basically Teresa said that she had displaced anger towards her because of all the Louis stuff coming out. And that's not exactly what Teresa said. She said that you bringing all of it out and talking about it constantly on camera was what was fucking pissing her off. So displaced isn't the word. But then Marge's version is that, okay, well, can't you admit that you had displaced anger towards Melissa and Joe? And then it makes her talk about um, the text. And Melissa's like, well, I didn't say one bad thing about him. And she's like, well, no, but then you read, you know, you read the text. And Louie is like, well, you know, makes her insecure. Melissa, Melissa, this is, this is rewriting history. She's like, oh, me telling everyone, hey, she doesn't want us talking about Louie. That makes me insecure. No, that's not what happened. You didn't do that. You read her text message kind of mockingly. You read it like, oh, she's like, don't talk about Lou. Like, you didn't say, guys, we should not be talking about Louie. That's not what you said. So don't. So, you know, we're in no better place. They don't plan on talking to her or him about it. They're just going to stay in a war. Copy that. Uh, Frank was in the hospital and they didn't explain why that was happening. Jen is rocking her natural hair, and I want to give it more body. She's got it, like, pressed down with nothing. It's just, like, down to the top of her head. I just want to, like, get in there with some – I want to, like – oh, I want to do something to it. It's so flat. So Jen is over off to the side with Danielle, and then new Jennifer and Rachel join because she's pissed that Dolores still hasn't said hi. And their big thing is, like – Go over there. She's like, no, I'm here. Like, that's, you know, she should come over to me. And then new Jennifer is like, is there anything that you would take back? Jen goes, no, I kissed her motherfucking ass. And she goes, when she's when she was with David, I could have said, guess what? If you're with the guy for that long and he still don't know, it's no. Why did she need to fucking say that? What are you doing? Like, And then, of course, they're like, okay, well, you just said it now, so, like, you did. So they're like, how did you guys even get to this place? Like, what happened? Jen doesn't realize who she's talking to. She, like, forgot that, like, this is Melissa's friend, a.k.a. Marge, Team Marge, and also Marge's friend. So she's, you know, like, Marge brought out Bill's past infidelity, and Marge, (coughs) excuse me, labeled me a hypocrite for constantly coming after her for being a cheater. Rachel chimes in and was like, well, wouldn't that make you a hypocrite based on those? I think she, I think Rachel was literally just listening to the facts that, that were just presented to her. Like, she's like, okay, so that plus that equals that. Like, wouldn't that make you, like, if you were constantly coming after her for being a cheater? Because that's what Jen just said. But then Jen goes, how did I chastise her? Give me an example. You don't even know. <laughs> Shit. She's like, never mind, never mind. Totally, 
what? I didn't, never mind. So Jen's big thing though is that she needs to know if Dolores cares. That's fair. I know that feeling very well. It sucks. It sucks when you're hurt and you want to know that the person that hurt you cares and they're not even talking to you. So Dolores and Rachel, like I think Rachel takes Dolores off to say like, hey, this is the thing. Jennifer wants to know that you care. But meanwhile, Jennifer's telling Melissa what's wrong and Dolores overhears it and she's like, no, no, no. Let's go talk. Very weird moment when Rachel is telling Melissa because Jennifer was talking to Melissa and Dolores grabs her. So Rachel is like, Oh, yeah, you know, Dolores had to call her. Dolores is going to talk to her about what's going on. And Jackie's like, okay, well, I'm. you haven't looked at me once during this conversation. I mean, like, it's basic social skills. What the fuck? They talked at the fucking skate thing, okay? You're, it's not like you guys haven't spoken before. She just was telling Melissa because Melissa was the one talking to Jennifer and Jennifer then went away, so she was explaining to her why that happened. Insecure much? Lord. All right, so I wrote this down verbatim. I only did that because I was very confused how it got to this point. Now, prepare yourselves if you're Jennifer Stans. I think, personally, I think Jennifer lost this one. She looked she looked sloppy, poor execution. She's usually great with her words. Like, oh my God, that reunion where she just, they weren't all white and she just went for it. She was so good. I didn't think she did so good here. Dolores says that she tried to talk to her at the roller rink, but she walked away twice. Did she? I disagree. Jen's like, okay, you weren't making eye contact with me. You didn't seem like you wanted to talk to me. And the last time we were together, I was just telling you a glimpse of how I felt. And your instinct was to be like, okay, then I just don't like you, C-U-N-T. I don't think that was her instinct. And I feel like she's really like taking taking a bigger pictures thing and like reducing it all the way down to here. And they deserve a bigger conversation than this. And Dolores goes, well, maybe because you've told so many people that I haven't been a good friend to you. Jen, that's how I feel. You jumped ship. I fucking loved you. You couldn't even have the decency to say that what Margaret did to me was wrong. You sided with everybody else. But she didn't. And then Jen goes, you said that I'm not defendable. (laughs) Dolores goes, you're not. And then she's saying, but I still do it. And now Jen loses. She's like, okay, noted. So I'm not defendable. And then when Dolores is like, but I still do it, she's like, you don't. You don't. And at this point, Dolores isn't raising her voice. So she she just kind of, she's like, you know what? You and I don't agree on what a friend is. This is where to me, Jen just looks kind of, she just looks pathetic to me. She's like, we're not. I'm nice and you're not. I'm nice and you're not. Like the way she does that, I was like, oh, you look like a kid. Like you just, this is where that juvenile, dairy, adolescent vibe comes in. So she walks off. She's, this is like a screaming match because now Jen's screaming at her. But Dolores goes, I'm not nice. No one has anything nice to say about you. Not one fucking person. That is unfortunately true because Jen fights with everybody. And no, everyone loves Dolores. 
And Jen, I don't care. I thought you were my friend and I just realized we never, I never had one. That doesn't even make sense. How One thing, one thing, one thing. And then she's screaming, everybody get that? She's never been my friend. She's a fucking phony. She's fucking two-faced. And then Dolores looks at, I think it was Teresa she's looking at because Teresa's standing right there at this point. And she goes, do you think I can explain myself to this? And then Jen is off her rocker. She's like this. Do you know how to communicate? Learn how to talk, Merriam-Webster. You can't recycle your own material. You really can't. You can't do it. That's when you lose, you know? It's really how you lose. So Bill's like getting her out of there. He's like, come on, come on. And she goes, you stop telling me to come on. And Dolores goes, the poor thing. He's got to go home with her. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Uh, and then as she's walking out, Jen, I thought she was going to be nice. And now she's the fucking C-U-N-T that she always is. I learned that word from you, babe. I got to say, Dolores' comeback's pretty good. She goes, good, you should learn more from me. And then, unfortunately, Jen has a good line as she walks out. She looks like a fucking handbag. <sighs> Damn. I'm bummed because, like, I don't really want to. This is a stupid fight. This is really stupid. Dolores totally had your back. She was totally there for you. They had one of the most deep and meaningful scenes I've ever seen on Jersey. They were totally fine. So what? She told she had your back. She ugh, whatever. Simply being friends with Margaret doesn't make her not your friend. Cuz Teresa's not mad at her. Teresa could totally be holding the same grudge, but she's not. But this just looks like, what do you want her to prove? Ugh, it's really pissing me off. Because I don't want to, like, this This type, when when Jennifer gets to this level where you can't get through to her and she's just screaming and now she's hurt, when she's hurt, she does this. And I don't know. You know, we got enough problems. But I like Jennifer. I, I, I usually really do. Like, I've, I've definitely supported her when it was not popular. So I know what it's like to stand for her. So, you know, go for it. Have your opinions for sure. This is what's going to happen. We're not going to agree on a lot. And it's unfortunate. This is just what happens with Jersey. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll we'll get through it. We will get through it. I forgot. I, I for, keep. I thought I had posted it, but I totally didn't. It's in my drafts. I'm not covering Family Karma this week. Kendrick and I are taking the week off. We are both really burnt out. He was traveling, so we were going to have to cover it late. Uh, and then I was like, you know what? Let's just take the week off. I did a bonus episode with MJ and Tommy, and I, just we took the week off. So that's that's the only excuse I have is that we needed the break, and we will double up. We'll cover a little bit of what happened this past week in next week's episode. But yeah, this was a long recap for a solo episode. Jesus. Or maybe it wasn't that long. It just felt long. Felt like I had to explain myself. I I'm trying to be I'm trying to be strong, but can you tell I'm spiraling? I'm scared of the Jersey fans. But you know what? You who have sent me all those good messages have made me prepared for this. So again, thank you guys so so much 
Really, truly, I love you. Hey, can you guys help me come up with a nickname for us? I was going with Queens, but that doesn't count. Speakers is weird. Speakies? I don't know what to call us. Everyone has such cute nicknames for their people. I got nothing. I don't know what to call us. Speaksies? I I don't know. Maybe you guys can come up with something cute. Open to suggestions. All right, guys. That is it for today. Love you. Truly. Mean it. Bye. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you did, would you mind leaving me a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you are listening? If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget there's the super thanks option down at the bottom, the little button with the dollar sign and the heart. And also I'm on buymeacoffee.com slash she speaks bravo if you want to buy me a little coffee or two or five. And my Patreon, that is where I'm covering all of the classic Bravo jams. If you want to follow me over there and subscribe, link is in the description. And follow me on Instagram and TikTok at She Speaks Bravo. And whoever the guest was for today, all their information is always in the episode description. So if you want to follow them and check them out, check there for the info. And any of the sponsor codes that I mentioned in this episode will also be in the description. I love you guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And I'll see you next time. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.